The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Daily Witness podcast. I'm your host, Trevor von Fieren. And let's talk about the main pandemic that has gone all around the world and it's just affecting everyone, and that's fear. You might be saying, huh? I thought you were going to talk about (laughs) COVID-19. I thought you was going to talk about coronavirus. (laughs) No. Um, we're going to talk about fear. That's the real pandemic. That's what's just got people gone crazy, man. I mean, you, you ought to see how people are parking their cars to get inside the stores. And people, for some reason, I think someone just started this out, out as a joke about the whole toilet paper because out of that came memes. And the memes are all over social media. And people believe it. And people are... <laughs> People are actually buying toilet paper for some odd reason. But see, that's what fear does. (laughs) Oh my goodness, I just have to have a good laugh. eh? I've got a friend, uh, he's a pastor out in Parkersburg, West Virginia. Uh, He got a broadcast out. uh, He's he's a senior pastor of Faith Fellowship Church. And... um, He's got a, a broadcast out. He's doing a series on the name of Jesus. And I mean, this is th- this is how bad it is. It, it's it's reaching us ministers. <laughs> We're talking about the toilet paper pandemic. And um, Pastor Doug was was giving an illustration of using the name of Jesus. And he and he said, for instance, uh, cor- coronavirus go in the name of Jesus, toilet paper come. <laughs> So, uh, so it's a, that's a good one. He's got jokes. Uh, anyway, so that's the problem with fear. Fear is completely permeated into the society because this, this, uh, this spirit came out of Adam, see? And it's, it's just integrated, I mean, deep in society. It's in the finances. It's in hygiene. It's in the building industry. It's everywhere. It's in governments. I mean, it's just all over. And um, the problem with fear is it affects the way you think. You can't think clearly. It, it, it makes you. It makes you a very timid person. You're not bold. You're certainly not bold because you're afraid. See, fear. It, what fear does is it's like a jail cell. It's a spiritual jail cell. You don't even know you're in the thing. That's how bad it is. Fear will affect the way you think. It will affect the way you speak. It will affect the way you pray. I'm talking about Christian people here. I'm not talking about sinners. Huh? I'm, I'm, when I'm talking about, when I, when I say a sinner... Or I'm referring to the lost. I'm talking about people who have not taken Jesus and made him 
their personal Lord and Savior. So they're not yet redeemed, you understand? So they still have that fear on the inside of them. It's understandable why they do the things that they do, but I'm talking about Christian people now. See, it affects the way you think. It affects the way you speak. It, it, it affects your whole behavior. And it, it, it'll go out and affect your actions in your everyday life. It'll go and affect it. That's why God is so vehemently against fear. Because fear, look at this. Oh, Jesus, thank you so much. You remember in the Garden of Eden where all of this started. That's where the fear came out uh, the very first time. See, fear didn't come from God. God, he says uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. He did not give us that spirit. He is the same yesterday, the book of Hebrews says. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has not changed. And if he didn't give us the spirit of fear, guess what? He didn't give it to Adam either. Lord, that's good. I'm give you credit once for that. <laughs> uh if he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he tells us today in the New Testament, for God has not given you the spirit of fear, huh? that's 2 Timothy chapter 1, 7. Guess what? He also didn't give it to Adam. So where did fear come from? See, when God created Adam, he created him in his image and in his likeness. We know that. And God gave him faith. Adam had faith. And you see in the garden how the two of them were communicating and God was telling him this and, and so forth and so on. And then God went away and so forth because you see the, the, the serpent, the enemy, was subtle and, you know, he did his things. He was very crafty. And um, nonetheless, Adam, you know what he did. And uh, when he did that, that faith on the inside of him turned to fear. And what happened when he heard the voice of God? That's what it says in Genesis. When he heard the voice of God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, the scripture says he went and hid himself. That's what fear does. That's why God is so against fear. It, it, the, the fear, it, it got into Adam's thinking. And it got into his speaking. And it got into his actions. I mean, it just permeated him. It, it hit him very hard. And he hid himself from God. And uh, God knew what happened. You know, God, he knows everything. Yes, that was not anything new to him. But he's got to, he's, he, he's got to, you know, he's got to handle this now on the level of fear where Adam is. So he came out and he was very gentle about it and and he called out for him in a loving way and um and then you know Adam responded. But the problem with that was um God asked him like what happened? And he said, No, now watch watch what fear does. Immediately fear is why he, he, he went and he, uh, go, he went to go and blame his wife immediately. He said, it was this woman that you gave me 
Um, she did all this. She caused this. So let's just go over there. Uh, I'm going to go to First John, actually. And um, I think it's... Uh, I think it's from the the NRV, actually. The NRV says it uh, so nice in First John, and it says uh, there is no fear in love, but perfect. Yeah, watch this. Verse 18, 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Why? Fear has to do with punishment. You see. Do you see how the fear got inside of Adam and it affected his thinking and it affected the way he spoke? He's now afraid of God, number one. He's got the wrong idea about God. He didn't have that idea um, before that, before the fear came. He was chatting with God and he was listening to what God was telling him. Now all of a sudden, when the fear came, it affected his whole thinking. It he was now afraid of God. He was afraid of of his father, the one who created him, the one who absolutely loves him and adores him, he now has the wrong idea. He has an idea and it's wrong, but in his mind, it's the right idea. And as it says here in First John chapter 4 from the NRV, it says, because fear has to do with punishment. So now when he asks him, who told you? Who told you this? And he said, it was this woman that you gave to me. Why? Why? Because he's got fear. He's afraid he's going to be punished. So now he's trying to escape the punishment. So he ends up blaming his wife. And he dumps that down on her. <laughs> I can see these couples, <laughs> they're looking at each other now. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Anyway. And the sad thing is this fear was handed down and handed down from generation to generation to generation to generation. And still to this day, there are people that are born of God um, that don't know him. And that fear, that fear is there and it affects the way they think. It affects the way they approach God. It Fear, you don't even know, you won't even know. Like I said, you won't even know that it's there because you you um, you condition to it. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I was looking for that word. That's a good word. You condition to it. So if you don't know about it and you're not aware of it, you're just functioning in life, see, but you are conditioned to it. So the way you think and the way the, the way you speak and your actions are just absolutely normal. It's just it's it's normal to you. See, but throughout scripture, God says, fear not, fear not, fear not. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. Don't be afraid. But you know what? There came a time where Jesus came and man, he, <laughs> he did a number. Now check this out. I've got to read this to you. This is good news for you. And then we're going to take it from there because this is such, this is so good. Watch this. And I want to read it specifically. I'm reading from Hebrews chapter two, uh, verse 14 and 15. And I'm reading from Amplified Bible and um, uh, get, get the Amplified Bible out. And, and really follow with me. If, it's, if you have the app on your phone, that's fine. But listen to this. Since therefore these his children share in flesh and blood in the physical nature of human beings. He's talking about us here. 
he himself, talking about Jesus, in a similar manner partook of the same nature. Well, isn't that what he did? The, the word became flesh and dwelt among us in, in the Gospel of John. In the same manner partook of the same nature that by going through death he might bring to nothing and make of no effect him who had the power of death that is the devil. Watch that now. Who had, that's past tense, had, he had it. And if we go and read in the book of Revelation where it says, Jesus took the, the keys of um, hell in the grave when he destroyed the devil. He took that, in other words, he took keys is symbolic for authority. He took that authority away from him. That was part of of the whole resurrection power of Jesus, man. He took that power away from him. So the devil doesn't have the power of death anymore. You see the power of death all over in the Old Testament. I mean, you see some really wicked stuff that the devil was up to because he had that power. Um, but here Jesus, is say, he says, uh, he made him, he brought the devil to nothing. Now think on that. He brought the devil to nothing. Here's the devil who had the power of death. And the way Jesus destroyed him, he brought him down to nothing. Nothing. He doesn't have that power anymore for all eternity. And he's never, ever going to get it back. He's done. He's finished. He says, he, he brought him to nothing and made him of no effect that had the power of death. Now watch this. He also delivered and completely set free all those who through the haunting fear of death were held in bondage throughout the whole course of their lives. See what fear does? You see that? It's the haunting fear of death. Now this, um, this pandemic, this coronavirus, what is the number one thing people are afraid of? They're afraid of dying. Well, isn't that interesting? The scripture just told us the haunting fear of death. Fear connects you to death the way faith connects you to life. That's just the way it is. And fear came into this earth, as we now know, through Adam's faith. When God created Adam in the garden, he gave him faith. But when Adam uh, sold out, he never lost that faith. That faith twisted and it became fear. In other words, it's still faith. But I like to call it like this just to help your thinking. It became perverted faith. See? It's still faith. It works on the exact same grounds of faith. It works on the same principles of faith. It just works backwards. It goes backwards. It goes towards death. 
Faith goes towards life. See? And you will see all over this earth today. That's why, to, to me, you know, it just makes sense to get born again, man. You know, some people think, oh, I don't want to get saved just yet because, you know, it's not my time yet and all this junk. Guess what, man? Everyone on planet earth is a believer. You believe something. You are believing something all the time. You might as well. You might as well just believe in Jesus Christ. You might as well just get born again since you are believing. See, see, everyone's, there's people that are, are operating in the fear of death. They are operating in perverted faith. Now, the problem with that is it's connecting you to death. The problem with that is it separates you from God. That's why for God so loved the world. That is why. He's tired of being, being separated from his kids, and the kids don't know why they're being separated from him in the first place. It's because of the fear. And there's such a lot of Christians who are born again that don't know. Listen to this. He says, He delivered and completely set you free from the haunting fear of death. That you were held in bondage throughout the whole course of your life. Watch this. Now, now, you know, the scripture says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses will every word be established. In other words, you don't just um, read one scripture and you try and build a doctrine on it. Don't do that. That Jesus said that ain't going to work. But if you if you got two witnesses or three witnesses, what is a witness? A witness is a scripture. It's a verse of scripture. That's a witness. So he's saying out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Now, watch this. Here, because God loves you and he doesn't want your thinking, your, your, your speaking, your praying, your actions permeated with that fear. He went and he brought Jesus and Jesus absolutely delivered you from the stuff. Jesus, watch this. Jesus, I love this, man. This is from the Amplified Bible. He, he delivered and completely set you free. From the haunting fear of death, which held you in bondage throughout the whole course of your lives. Now I'm going to give you another two witnesses. Second um, Timothy chapter one verse seven. I'm going to read it from the King James, and then I'm going to read it from the Amplified Bible. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. He did not give us the spirit of fear. Watch this from the Amplified Bible. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craven, of cringing and fawning fear. But what did he give you? He gave us the spirit of power. He gave us the spirit of love. He gave us a calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. Listen, if you are afraid and you are, are, are in torments all the time, well, guess what? You, your, your mind is not calm and well-balanced. You're in bondage. Watch this. Here's, a, here's another um, Another witness, I'm going to read this from Romans chapter 8, verse 15 and 16. You have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received. What did you, what did you get? You got the spirit of adoption 
whereby we cry, Abba, Father. See, Adam was the first man to get born again. Uh, you'll be like, what, what do you mean? What do you mean, born again? Yeah, he, he got born again. He got born from life to death. See? Adam got born again from life unto death. And that is what he received. He received the spirit of fear. He received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Fear keeps you in bondage. It tells you to shut up. It tells you what to think and what you can't think. It certainly does not make you bold. It certainly doesn't allow you to step up and speak up because you're afraid. Afraid of being punished. Afraid of death. Keep your mouth shut. Go into hiding. That's bondage, man. And God don't want you thinking like that. God don't want you living like that. God certainly doesn't want you. He says, come boldly before the throne of grace. You ain't going to come boldly if you've got a spirit of timidity, if you are afraid. You see, well, I'm just shy by nature, you might say. And God knows my heart. Listen, listen. You don't have a scripture for that. You've got to give me two or three witnesses. If you don't have those two or three witnesses, you better, you better own up and you better get rid of that. That is a curse. And God doesn't want you to be afraid. He wants you to be bold. You called into the army of the Lord. Now, God doesn't have an army of sissies. Don't you remember David? <laughs> Man, he, he, there's Christians that look at that and say, wow. I wonder. <laughs> My goodness. Now, Adam, he got that spirit of bondage again to fear. That's why he was afraid of God. He was afraid even how he spoke to God. Oh, it's such a shame. Now, God wasn't angry at him. God, un God understood what he was going through. See? Adam didn't know. He just got created. He had no idea what he just stepped over into. He hid himself from God, tried to cover himself. He went and blamed his wife. Man, everything just, he had no idea what he stepped over into. And that, that's what fear does. Fear will, will get you to be ashamed and you're afraid of being punished, afraid of death. And that's what happened to him. He didn't understand what happened to him, but he got that bondage. He got that spirit of bondage again. Now, that was because he got born again. He got born again from death unto life. But you got translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. You too got born again, but you got born again from death unto life. And when you got born over, you were not given that same spirit that you had when you were born into the earth. You were not given that spirit of bondage again to fear. God did not. When you got born again, God did not give you a spirit of fear. You don't have that on the inside of you. See, Jesus has already delivered you from fear. But you, that, that is not automatic, see? So why is it that there's such a lot of Christians that are still in fear to this day? 
Now watch this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a statement, and I want you to I want you to think about this very carefully. If we had to open you up on the inside, and we had to look at your spirit, and we had to, and God had to give us some sort of contraption where we could see spiritual things. That's what I'm talking about. God opened up your eyes, and you could see things. You'd look on the inside, and you'd say, "Oh, uh, uh, something not right here." And God would know what it is, and he'd have a big old smile on his face, and he'd say, well, what's wrong? He already knows. <laughs> he wants you to, to say it, <laughs> see? And you say, you know, I've been, I've been looking on the inside of the Spirit, but there's no fear in you. But I know good and well this boy gets afraid. Now, I don't understand. Where is this coming from? And God will just have him a, a big old chuckle, and he'll look at you, and he'll tell you. See, even though he's born again, he doesn't know he doesn't have fear. His, his spirit is born again, but his mind is not born again. See, his mind is not renewed to the truth. What is the truth? You don't have the spirit of bondage again to fear. What is the truth? God did not give you a spirit of fear. What's he talking about? When you got born again. If we open you up inside, you don't have the stuff that you had on the inside of you. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The truth is, you are already delivered and completely set free from the haunting fear of death. The truth is, you don't have fear on the inside of you. You don't have it. And when I was studying this um, a few years ago, out of that, the word of the Lord came to me and it just flowed. It just flung out of my mouth. See, you know what, what I'm talking about. When you get so full of the word on in the inside of your spirit, it bypasses your thinking. This is not something that you went and mustered up. This came by the word of the Lord. It's a word that you can use to renew your mind. And out of that, I just, I just shouted out, I don't have fear to be afraid. And when I said that, I thought, whoa, that's good. So I went and quickly made a note about that. Because I know God just gave me a weapon. See, Now, why then is a person still experiencing fear? Because of an unrenewed mind. A mind that is unrenewed. A mind that is still submissive to fear. You see, you've got to take, you, you, you have got to take your freedom from fear by faith. Even though you really do not have an ounce of fear on the inside of you right now, you've got to tell your mind that. You've got to get rid of the, the remnants, in other words, the last little bit of fear that's still moving around on the inside of your mind. And I'm telling you something right now. When you get that word on the inside of you, and you, I mean, you just start thinking about it, and you start talking about it. Man, I actually don't have fear to be afraid <laughs> and you go through these scriptures because out of the two out of the out of the mouth of two or three witnesses watch this will every word be established that's a scripture you can go and look it up now when you're going through these scriptures and you're renewing your mind your faith comes see faith comes faith comes and you're like man i actually don't have fear on the inside of me to be afraid. 
It's not there. I actually, wow, I actually don't have fear on the inside of me to be afraid because God didn't give me the spirit of fear. So if he didn't give me the spirit of fear, if he's already delivered me and completely set me free from the haunting fear of death, if I didn't receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, to fear, if I don't have that, then I can't be afraid. Then I don't qualify to be scared. I've got to have fear in me in order to be afraid. But God didn't give me the spirit of fear, so I can't even be afraid anymore. And you've got you to talk like that, see? You've got to renew your mind, see? And the more you do that and you're persistent in doing that and you just think about that and think about that and think about that and think about that, guess what? You come to a place where you're not afraid of coronavirus. You're not afraid of this COVID-19. You're not afraid of any virus because you realize, hey, hey, wait a minute. I don't have that fear to be afraid. I don't have that fear to be afraid. I really do not have that fear to be afraid. And then you start getting bold and it starts affecting your thinking. And then you can understand why you can come boldly before the throne of grace. Because you don't have fear to be afraid. See, it will change the way you pray. It will change the way you speak. You'll become a lot more bold. Glory to God. And then you'll be like, man, I'm not, I'm not afraid of death. God doesn't want you to be afraid of death in the first place. Don't be afraid of death, man. Just don't. <laughs> You've already been delivered from the fear of death. The haunting fear that has kept, watch this, I love this, that's, that held people in bondage throughout the whole course of their lives. Now, yes, COVID-19 is out there. Yes, coronavirus is there. I'm not denying its existence at all. But what I am telling you, the bigger, the bigger pandemic and the one that the media is responsible for spinning is fear. Trying to get people afraid. Trying to get their numbers up. What, wh why? What's behind that? They know all these things. Because now you're going to download the app and you're going to keep going back to the media and you're going to follow the media. How many people died today? That's what fear does. When you're not afraid, you don't care. You don't go back to that. You don't want to know about how many people are dying today. Not that you become careless, but you're not afraid. It's, you're not in bondage to it. You've walked out of that prison. Let me tell you something right now. That prison door is standing wide open and it's been wide open all this time. And I'm just shedding the light on, on this to show you that door's open so you can walk out by faith. Now, with that said, you don't want someone with timidity and cowardness and fear praying. Because guess what? That makes your faith weak. God don't need no weak people praying because you ain't going to get no results. See, but when you're full of faith and you're not afraid of coronavirus, let's just pray right now, man, because we don't have any fear. And come in agreement with me. 
Father God, I pray right now for any victim that has fallen prey to this uncircumcised devil. I'm quoting uh, David's words here. That boy was plumb bold, man. <laughs> he just stepped right up. Coronavirus, I am speaking to you in the name of Jesus. I command you to loose yourself from every person out there in Jesus' name now. I'm not afraid of you. I don't have fear in me to be afraid. You loose yourself and let them go. Father, I pray and I thank you for a speedy recovery. So the coronavirus is an uncircumcised devil and he does not have authority over the people of this nation. You have, you've made us sit together in heavenly places and it's our responsibility as Christians to come and pray and take authority over this wicked spirit that's defeated already. Now, Father, I thank you for a speedy recovery, a supernatural recovery to take place all over this nation right now. And anyone who is hearing this podcast right now, I, Father, I pray by the anointing of the sound of my voice that it will go into their bodies, Lord God, and drive out that pathetic virus that's got no power. You are on the throne and you remain on the throne for all eternity. I thank you for it, Father. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. I thank you for it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God in Jesus' name. Now, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And listen, and listen go through those scriptures. Go and listen to the podcast again. Don't go and listen to it once or twice. Go and, and listen to it again and again and again. And I guarantee you, the more you listen to it, the more you go through the scriptures, the more it'll change. Faith comes, faith comes, faith comes. And it'll affect the way you think. It'll affect the way you speak. It'll affect the way um, you pray. You won't be afraid. You will start expecting things. <laughs> and you'll realize that you, God, expected you to have boldness all along. Now... Actually, in closing, I didn't plan on uh, uh, going through this, but I'm going to do it anyway. It says um, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 16 to 19, We have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. He who abides in love is abiding in God, man, and God in him. Glory to God. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as Jesus is, so are we in this world. Not talking about heaven. He says, yeah, in this world. He says, you ought to have boldness and you ought to have boldness like he did. Yeah, in this world. Yeah. While the earth has been judged with all sorts of um, calamities and pestilences and so forth, we ought to step up and be bold in the day of judgment. And because as Jesus is, he says, so are you in this world. There is no fear in love. That mean, There it is again. Fourth witness, man, you don't have fear. There is no fear in love. It's talking about you. 
We know God doesn't have fear in him. We know that. You don't have to say that. But he's talking here about you. When you developed in this love, when you developed, man, I don't have fear to be afraid. Huh? But perfect love casts out fear. That's how weak fear is. That's how pathetic fear is. That's how defeated fear is. You know, all this time people, and I'm talking about Christian people now, I'm not, like I said earlier, I'm not talking about people who are not redeemed, I'm talking about people who are redeemed, people who are already free, people who don't have that fear on the inside of them. They are living like cowards and they submit themselves to, to fear. But really, when you step up as, as a bold lion, you just cast that fear out because fear involves torment. Now, the people who are still afraid have not been perfected in the love of God. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope this has made an impact on you. And I encourage you, man, go and share this message far and wide. Go and get that word out. We need some bold uh, lions from the tribe of Judah praying. People who are not afraid to come before the throne of grace. God don't want you to be afraid. He wants you to be a mature son of God, mature daughter of God, not afraid of anything, knowing, hey man, it's true what he said. I really don't have fear in me. Now, until next time, let's uh, let's continue to thanking. Uh, let's continue to thank God for the deliverance of this nation. Hmm? COVID nineteen is something you ought not be afraid of. Take a stand against it, and don't worry about the numbers and so forth. Don't worry about that. Don't be moved by that. Don't be afraid of that. Let just realize COVID nineteen is afraid of you. Have a good week, everyone. Until next time. I'm Trevor Van Feeren, and I approve this message. <laughs>